Hey, everybody. Welcome to the KTF Podcast. I'm your host, Pastor Shannon Williams. We're thrilled to have you on the show tonight. Before we begin, I want to encourage you to actually scroll down just a little bit and tap that like button and also hit share. If we share this right now, then this can go on your feed. It can go on your family. People around you can see this because we are going to be talking about something that I know is affecting your life. It's either affected you in the past, it's either affecting you now, or you're going to come across this sometime in your future. What are we talking about today? The subject is word curses. We're going to be just exploring everything there is about word curses, people speaking, which would be people speaking against you, you speaking against yourself, or you speaking against others. And so we're going to dive into the Bible today, and uh, we're so glad you've joined us. I do have with me, uh, B. Mizzle is in the house. Welcome. Word up, America. All right. And we also got John, the producer, behind the camera, (laughs) having a great time. Nancy's in the corner. Hey, baby, how you doing? Good to have you in the KTF Studios with us. Shouting us down. That's right. She's over here. She's she's helping us. She gets Amen. us. She helps prep us and get us ready before we actually go uh, on the air and we start recording. So so be mizzle. Yes. Let's talk about word curses and let's address some stuff that I know that the listeners and people watching are going to. Uh, they're going to want to know what's going on with this because I think if we unpack it properly. I think people are going to see what's happening yeah. uh, in their daily lives, either th- from their own mouth or maybe the people around them. Amen. You know, as I was breaking down studying this, and a nursery rhyme came to mind. If y'all remember it, sticks and stones may break, break my, my bones, bones but, but words will never, never hurt, hurt me. me. And I think I, that's a lie. <laughs> it, it is a lie. Uh, but we're taught that at a young age, right? That's how you... You know, you defend yourself against the bullying and whatever. Yeah. So I looked that up. I took the time to look it up, and it started in the 1800s. Okay. Uh, by a pastor. Really? It sure did. Okay. Started in the church. So uh, he didn't know that much about word <laughs> evidently. You know? Somebody, somebody needs to go and 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 maybe explore the Bible a little That's bit. That's right. That's to right. To find out that you actually, you know, the you know the Bible has blessings and curses in it. You know, yes. over six hundred and thirty times in the Bible, it actually speaks about blessing or curse. Yeah. So I do know that it is a subject that we probably should grow in. Was it twenty eighth chapter of Deuteronomy? That yeah, talks about you know first half of it's all about blessing. That's right. Half's about cursing. That's right. You know well, we it's a we good f- place to start. Yeah, we find we find throughout Scripture, Old yeah. Testament and New Testament, Absolutely. that it does mention curses. And I think that I think the word curse scares people. Actually, yeah. First it of does. all, it does. I think when you people think hear of a it, curse, you think of a witch doctor, a voodoo woman, or something yeah. like that. You know, you think heebie-jeebie stuff, but actually. It's anything negative said about you or you saying something negative about somebody else. Yeah. You're placing a curse upon them. Well, I tell you this. Everybody has a tongue. Yeah. Every person is born with a tongue, and I think this is something we need to, we need to figure out. Because uh, you know we're gonna we're gonna look in the book of James here in just a little bit. The book yeah. of James yeah, is is 
field right there in chapter mm-hmm. three, sure all is. about the tongue, how it's full of hellfire yeah. and it's unruly. Yeah. And uh, if a man can tame his tongue, then he can do anything. Mm-hmm. Anything is possible to somebody who can do that. And, you know, it's this is not like, uh, you know, if we talk about a subject and somebody can turn this off and say, well, you know, I don't really deal with that. You know, yeah. if we were talking about, you know, lust, they were like, I don't really deal with that. Or we're talking about gluttony or overeating. Well, I don't really do that, so I don't have... I think this is one of those subjects that when we talk about it, honestly, um, it's the, everybody's radar should go off. Yeah. Because this will affect every single person. So let's let's dive into it. Um, I, I got Ephesians 4, 29. Okay. And so let's read that together. The Bible says, let no corrupt communication proceed out of your mouth. Mm -hmm. So we know that the communication is when you are allowing words to flow out of your mouth. And so the Bible tells us not to allow the corrupt communication proceed. Don't let it continue. Don't let it, don't let it drive you and come out of your mouth. Now I'm going to say this. Now you may think some things, but it's not a sin to actually have a thought come across your mind, it may turn into a sin when you act upon it. That's right. Or when you start to speak it. So we do know that speaking words can become sin. That's right. So watching our tongue is something that we need to start doing. We need to practice doing exactly. good things with our tongue. It says this, let no corrupt communication proceed out of, your, out of your mouth, but that which is good to the use of edifying. That word means to build up. Build up, right. That it may minister grace Unto the hearers. Mm. All right, so here's a check right here for every one of us. When people hear your words, is it graceful? Yeah, that's right. Or is it bitter? Is it is it rough? Do you have just this rough demeanor? Do you just go around, you know, the lady at the register, the guy at the restaurant, the people that work with you, do they do they hear grace? Or is it just a blast of words of anger or bitterness or rage? You know, what kind of communication is actually coming out of your mouth? Because it's very important. Um, so so Proverbs also says death and life are in the power of the tongue. That's right. And they that love it shall eat the fruit thereof. So death, I, I think it's interesting here, Mizzle, that it actually says the word death, death first. Yeah, I thought the same thing. What does that say? You know, you know, you can, what does that say about the Bible and mankind and the revealing of nature? You know, what does this say here? Well, more, more is always the first, right? The, the you know, or the the greater, greater than, less than theory. Yeah. So the greater than, the greater number, or the greater word, and that's death. So the, the Bible's saying you're going to speak more death than your life. Why is it? I just maybe somebody can answer this for me. Maybe in this room, maybe on this uh, podcast, maybe Type you're watching. It in there. Why are we so inclined as people? Why are we so inclined to automatically we get bad news, something happens, and the first thing we do is we want. It's like it's like our nature almost just wants to start talking negatively. Mm-hmm. Like we just want to. Oh, this always happens, and you—I'll never make it, and I'll always be broke. And you know what? I—I've well, been sick. I've been sick for years now, and I can't—I can't never find a solution. And it's like we always travel down this road of of death and curses and speaking negative. That's because sin entered the world. When sin entered the world back in Genesis three, 
chaos came into the world. That's true. You can you can have a clean room. Chuck Missler shared this, you know, years ago. You can have a clean room, nice and orderly, and come back in twenty years, and it be out of it be out of order. Yeah, something would be out of place of it. The dust falls, things fall off the wall, stuff happens. Why is that? Because everything is chaos, but the Lord's the one that holds us together. Right. You know? Well, why is it that Christians fall into that too? After we've, we should be transformed. Our words should change. Our minds should change. Our life should change. Old, old things are passed away. Behold, all things become new. We've become new creatures in Christ Jesus. You know, I just find it that the enemy puts this as a low hanging fruit of yep. temptation for every person. And here's, here's why I'm going to say that. I'm going to say that because the reason why you're tempted to say the negative and the wrong is because the enemy does not have a voice to speak mm, so you gotta have over you. Right. So so Satan, the demons, they cannot speak. They don't have a mouth. They don't have a body and they don't have a mouth, so they can't speak negative against you. They have to come in agreement with your word. They will plant the seed but they are waiting for the person to take the bait, Come on. start speaking yeah. that negative energy themselves, and then then they can actually work off of those words because uh, we're actually going to define what a curse is here, but what's the difference between a curse and a prayer? It's They're both words. Yeah. It's just who is using those words right. and what is the... What is the, the purpose intent, of those words? It, that's, that's exactly right. right. You know, word, so if you got word, a witch doctor, words can tear up. I mean, uh, tear down, or they can build up. That's right. You know, that's right. Even in this, this, these notes, it here is tear down first. You know, why yeah. does it say tear down instead of build up first? Why does it say death instead of life first? Yeah, yeah. You know, because we gravitate towards everything, like you said, everything's negative, everything's. Um, but as believers, I think we have to train our minds to think we got, positively. We got to retrain ourselves. Yes, we do. We're a new creature. We're not the old person. You know, we got to rethink, re- retrain the way we think, and especially the way we speak. You know, the Lord's dealt with me this for a few months now, watching over my words. Yeah. So I had to slow down because I, you know, I'm quick just to pop off and, you know, I think I think flip, get in the flesh real quick. I think and, every. <laughs> I think this affect. I think this is every person. I don't think yes, I don't is. think this is a well think, you know this person over here you know they they're quick to just you know spout off and say I, there ain't a person on this planet that I don't think has that temptation to just just start popping off okay you know somebody comes in the room and they start saying something you know oh, I'm going to I'm going to get back up and I'm going to defend myself or I'm going right. to defend this person I'm going to I'm going to give it back to them and you try a, to justify way. it you know yeah so I think we all have this temptation to do this, but let's let's talk about what a curse is, and then and then we'll 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 dive and unpack some of this some more. So I looked up the word curse, and the word curse is a solemn utterance intended to invoke a supernatural power to inflict harm or punishment on someone. Mm-hmm. So utterance that means a vocal sound. That's it. I'm I'm making words. With my lips, my tongue, they're working together to create these series of words intended to invoke a supernatural power. So if we think of it like that, so a curse is, you know, a curse and a prayer, 
they both are invoking supernatural power. Yes. You know, when you pray a prayer, you are invoking a supernatural power. Mm-hmm. Okay, so 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 if words don't matter, and words are, you know, you say, ah, oh, it doesn't matter what kind of words we say. All right, so the next time somebody prays over you, um, just tell them, say, pray the worst stuff you can. You know what, uh, Lord, we're we're just praying for this person right now. Um, you know, I know they've been diagnosed with some type of sickness, and and we just we just pray they never get better, and yeah. we we pray that they'll always fight this, and we just pray they struggle for the rest of their days. And Lord, Lord, you know what? Just abandon them and just go away from. Like, uh, let me tell you something. If you were in a prayer line and somebody started praying this over you, you'd be yeah, like, you'd be- what? Don't you dare pray that over me. Yeah, yeah. Why? Because words matter. Yeah. Words matter. And so guess what? I believe that a Christian can get up, pray something, say something good, walk out the door, turn around and say something bad. And I believe the devil says, yes, they are now using their tongue with something I can use to my advantage. Yep. So if it tears down, if it destroys, if it breaks people down, if it will bring harm, if it's meant to inflict, the devil can use that. Amen. And how many of you need to say, listen, I don't want the devil using my words mm-hmm. to hurt people. I don't want I don't want to do that. Now, another definition of curse is uh, uttering profanities. Okay, so somebody would be like, well, you know, well, I don't do one of those, but I do the other one. Right. Well, either way, it's bad. Yeah. Either way, it's negative, right? Okay, so a Christian person should not be walking around actually using any of those words. That's but right. where where does it come from? I believe anybody who does curse and they speak, you know, what we would say that person's foul cursing, language, yeah. foul language. I believe that person has something inside. There's a bitterness. There's a hurt. Exactly there's a pain. Right. Resentment. That's that's where it's coming from. Uh, rejection. You know, it's the spirit behind it. You know. Yeah, it's you know, there's hurt something has opened the door for exactly. that. And I and I know that to be true. And but you know, I remember when I was in the worldly, and you do it so often, it's second nature. Yeah, you know, it's you don't even think about it. Yeah, when you you know, until the Lord reveals it to you that hey, you can't be talking like that. Then you're like, oh, I need to watch over my words. Not just the word curses, but cursing. Sure, I'm absolutely. About, you know, yeah, we should. I mean, we should definitely ask the Lord take take this away from exactly. me. Exactly, take yeah. this away because you know when I'm around people and I'm and I'm using language like this, this says that my tongue is unchecked. That's right. That's right. Unruly, it's unchecked. Yeah. yeah, it's unruly, and um, I still don't have power over it. Now, I'm saying like if you get upset and get mad and you say something you should and you repent quickly and you say, you know what, Lord, forgive me. That's not my nature. That's not my heart. I repent because I am not trying to do this. Now that's a different story. That's, that's someone. That, yeah, that's someone who's like, listen, this. I don't want to be that man or that woman anymore. Yeah. I don't want to live that life anymore. Yeah. And so, but there's a difference when somebody that just uses those words and they say, I just can't help it. I just can't help it. This is who I am. This is where I'm at. This is how I was raised. I think we can fix that. I think we can grow. And you know what? 
start with one word. I'm not going to use this word yeah, anymore. That's a good idea. I'm not going to use this word, this start term with anymore. With the GD, let's start there. <laughs> yeah, I mean, pick one. I mean, go with the the big ones first. You know, <laughs> cut them out. You know what I'm saying? You and know, uh, work your way in. Ask God to give you some grace. To, grace is empowering. Yeah, you know, grace to overcome that stuff. And you, you know, when you do, you'll begin to notice it. I remember I caught a a, a flight to Las Vegas a year or two ago. <laughs> And this guy was a couple seats back, and he was he was you know inebriated, and every other word coming out of his mouth was foul and filth and foul. Finally, I was like, I've had enough. Yeah. So I'm like, you gonna have to hush, man. You can't be. Did you talking. say something? Yeah, to I him? did. I did. I said, this is not. We're not gonna fly all the way to Las Vegas like this. What did he say? He he calmed down, and everybody's like, yeah, I, I'm in agreement. You know, everybody else was around us was saying, yeah, the same thing. You know, hush. You know. Yeah, and be like Bill Cosby when you know, foul and filth and filth and foul and foul and filth. <laughs> yeah, I said so. You know, I ain't gonna really get into what I said, <laughs> but I didn't. I said somebody's not gonna make it there. You know? Oh yeah, and one of us ain't gonna make it all the way. So, well, I, but there was just the other day. Like I, I remember, I had Carson and um, another one of his friends. We were out somewhere, and there was somebody. It just like I was this close. To you know, they were they were saying just filthy things just over and over and over, and I was like, "All right, I especially I, around your kids, I can't, yeah, no, I can't, yeah. you know, I can't take wife. this much more." You know, I'm about to say something to them. Say, "Listen, like I know that you probably say this stuff all the time, but if, like, please don't be doing this now. Here, yeah. you know, yeah. you're actually in this public place. You know, if you go home, you can do that. But guess what? That does affect you over time. Yeah, it does. that that will affect you in your life over time, and and so." Uh, I want to talk about this, the Abrahamic covenant, but then we're going to, we're going to transition in just a minute. But so, so it's full of stuff. So even in Genesis 12, when God said, I want to start an I want to start a covenant with Abraham. He said, listen, listen, I he said, now the Lord said to Abram, get thee out of the country from your kindred and from your father's house unto a land that I will show you. I will make you a great nation. I will bless you and I will make your name great. And thou shalt be a blessing, and I will bless them that bless you, and I will curse them that curse you. So he's making a declaration right here. Anybody that comes to you and that is a blessing to you as the leader of my new nation that I am creating, right. like my people, then I'm going to bless that person. But if they come at you to curse you, I'm going to curse them. So let me tell you something. We need to understand like blessing and cursing is real. Yeah. And even God is like, you ain't going to curse my people without a consequence. Well, I, I heard that that's the reason America has been so blessed, is we've blessed Israel so long. You know. Well, we've been an ally. That's true. An we ally, have been right. an ally. We've defended them. We've come to their aid. Now, there was a season that I'm, t- I'm here to tell you, uh, we did not as a nation. We actually left them out to hang. We actually sided with you know, their enemies. Yeah. And this, but see, this is a covenant that is everlasting. God's right. covenants are everlasting. But I find it interesting that God Himself even said, Listen, if you have people bless you, I'm going to pour blessings on them. But if they come at you to curse you, that curse is coming back on them. Exactly. Because this is real. Yep. God knows it's real. The devil knows it's real. And guess what? We need to realize how real this is. This is a big deal. You think about somebody coming bullying your kids. Yeah. You know, you're a child of God. God ain't going to take too lightly you messing with his kids. Exactly. You know? exactly. I'm going to stand up for them. I'm going to take care of them. 
But this is a very interesting situation that we see here. You know, um, also, also um, Peter, Peter, when he uh, when when they took Jesus, and he's outside, right? They've already taken him, whipped. They started to whip him and and accuse mm-hmm. him. And he's out there. He's kind of waiting to see what happens to Jesus. This is what this is what happened. Uh, Peter was confronted by people around him, and they said, "You're a Galilean." You talk like them. Around you're the you're with yeah. Jesus. You know he's he's trying to to get warm by the fire that's outside, and he cursed, he cursed and swore, yeah, that he did not know Jesus. Yeah. I don't I don't know this man you're talking about. I don't know who this is, and he began to curse and swear. So I want I want you to know, like even Peter, even Jesus restored <laughs> Peter after that. That's right. You know, like you're like, I, you know, I've done this and I've said this and I've said that. Well, God can fix it. God can heal you. God can correct you. And you know what? You 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 can actually reverse these curses. Yeah, there you, you go. can take That's them right. back. You can renounce them. You can actually sever yourself from a curse. And so actually Peter had the chance to repent because later on, you know, after being restored, Jesus said, Hey, you know, Peter, do you love me? And he goes, Yes, Lord, yeah. I love you. He goes, Feed my feed my sheep, mm-hmm. feed my lambs, feed my sheep. He did it three times. Well, he he cursed and swore that he didn't know Jesus three times. That's right. So he got restored by the Lord. And then on the day of Pentecost, this man's a changed man. He's getting up preaching with boldness. Amen. He was cow he was a coward by the fire and could not say he knew who Jesus was. And he turned into a mighty speaker, a preacher of the Come gospel. On, and God. he preached and over three thousand people got saved in that very moment. And that was not I mean, was that wasn't very far apart. That yeah. was within a couple of months' couple time, of months. right? That's right. That's exactly and right. so we need to know that God can change your life. He can change your speech. And so, so, so this is us speaking curses and us speaking things that we shouldn't speak. First of all, we shouldn't be speaking curses over ourselves. Amen. Stop speaking curses over yourself. Uh, we were talking before we started um, the podcast. We started recording, and the, it came up that uh, Derek Prince wrote in one of his books that his wife had a lot of leg pain, and they took her to the doctor. Doctors like well, they, there's no medical reason why you should have pain. And I want to say this. If you've been to the doctor, they, they don't know what's happening to you. They don't know why you've got pain in your body. They don't know why you... I want you to know, could it possibly be a spiritual reason? Yeah. This happened, and there's no medical explanation. And we've got the best medical technology in the world right here in America. They cannot figure out what it is. Guess what? It could be spiritual. Well, this is what happened. Derek Prince actually started asking and trying to get to the bottom of it and come to find out his wife had stood in the mirror from a teenager and looked at her own legs and said, I hate my legs. Mm -hmm. I hate my legs. I hate my legs. She was speaking a curse over her own legs. Now, it took years and years and years for that pain to manifest in her legs, but Derek Prince went and said, I'm going, as your husband, I'm going to break these words from off of you. I'm going to have you repent and renounce these words, and we're going to break them in the name of Jesus. You can break word curses in the name of Jesus. You can yes. break generational curses in the name of Jesus. Yes. And so what happened? The leg pain was gone after they did that. Amen. After they allowed the Lord to get involved, they canceled the words, broke the curse, and the pain left her body. Yes. You know, so many people... And it's talking about speaking word curses over yourself. You know, I don't know how many times people 
it, most of it's with to do with your intelligence. I'm an idiot. I'm dumb. Can't believe that, you know. Or it has to do with death. Yes. You know, Lord, I, you know, I wished I was dead. Kill me now. Or, uh, I, I, you know, it's so funny I died. You know, and I, I think about these things. I'm like, all these things you say, you know, we're all going to die eventually. Yes. But are you pro? Are you moving the, moving it on up the chain by continuing to speak these things over your life? I wow. Mean, wow. That's you know? true. Who knows? I mean, are you pushing the chains further? Yeah. Yeah. That's right. So, you know, yeah. word. Okay. So let, let's, let's, let's look at this quickly because a word, we think words are just invisible, right? They're, okay. They're just in these invisible things and it's right. nothing. You just speak a word. But as a matter of fact, this word that we're speaking now is recorded and it's going across the airwaves and it's hitting you and you can hear it, you can understand it, and it's making an impact on you. For mm. some of you, it's correcting you. The word of God is helping to heal you. Uh, and and then other people are hearing it and going, Oh, you know, I may, you know, I don't really have a problem. But somehow, some way, this word is it's getting to you. you. Exactly. This word has power. Yep. Words are energies. Exactly. And so the question came up a minute ago, what if I'm saved and I'm a believer and I got somebody out here in another state and they're speaking negative about me? They're yeah. speaking word curses over me. They're saying, I'm going to fail. I'm going to die. I'm going to quit. I'm going to do this and this. You know, how can a blood-bought Christian, that was the question yeah. you brought up, right? That's how right. can a blood-bought how can this stuff affect you over time? How can these words affect you? Mm-hmm. And so, so let's talk about that. Yeah. How can words from some let's say somebody's on the internet typing about you right now? Because those are still words; they can still be read, and you can feel them. You can feel it yeah. when you read them. That's exactly right. You know, and and the way technology is today, it, it's so readily available for somebody to slander you, or smash you, or you know, talk yeah. talk negative about you. Thirty-five years ago, it wasn't no big deal. They'd have to call you to tell you. <laughs> you know, now you could just you could blast anybody you want to blast from wherever. If you, you if you got a Facebook page, a Twitter page, you can. Uh, you can. Instagram, you I mean you can get on there and say anything you want about anybody. And you can say those words don't hurt. Uh, you know, those trolls. Uh, I ain't worried about it, but they do. They hit you. They yeah, affect you. Yeah, over time. You know, you you like. I, are they are they and deep down you're probably thinking, are they right? Am I really that? Mean of a person. Well, let me or? let me say this because when those words hit you, do you not think that the devil uses those words against you to exactly. torment you? To okay, okay, all right. So, so the the example was brought up. Let's say let's say for example, let's say Johnny is a born again Christian. Yeah. Right. He loves God. He served God. He goes to church. He reads his Bible. Um, he serves in ministry. Um, he's he's faithful to the Lord. Mm-hmm. So little Johnny is serving God. Well, little Timmy don't like little Johnny. Yeah. And so little Timmy is going to start speaking against him. It's like, well, how can those words affect? And I said this. I said, listen, depending on where you are in your walk with God, things affect you differently. Yep. But but let's just say he's not living in sin. He's repent. He repents quickly of any sin of his life. He hears the Holy Spirit. He's led by the Holy Spirit. But... If you heard the words negative, bad, over and over again, if he sat in a room and just heard words, little Timmy said. Fiery darts. Yeah. yeah, Those darts are going to eventually find an area that, you know what? 
Have you ever been in an argument with somebody and and they said something to you and it didn't affect you? And then they were like, well, I'm, I'm going to say something different and this, and it didn't affect them. Yeah. And then they're like, well, you know what? I'm going to go back 20 years ago and I'm going to bring this up. Oh, but by the way, you yeah, did this. You, bring up my mama. Yeah. you know, you did this and blah, 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 and all this. And all of a sudden you're like, it's like, oh, well, that, that hit. Yeah. That's yeah. exactly what's going to happen. Over time, mm-hmm. somebody's words are going to affect you. So, so, so what do we do about it? How do we combat somebody speaking negatively, speaking uh, devilish, evil, corrupt words against us? How do we combat it? And Isaiah somewhere that you got up. Isaiah 54. Yeah. Isaiah 54, 17. Now, I like this because I think this adequately describes the situation right here. Yes. Now, it says this. It says, no weapon that is formed against you shall prosper. That's right. Right? Thank God. Thank God that no weapon formed against you shall prosper. Praise the Lord. Those are that, you know, that are in the Lord and are blessed by the Lord. So that should mean those words shouldn't hurt you. Correct. Right? Right. But then it says this. But like, right, you got going, it. Keep going. Yeah, you got and it. And every tongue. And every tongue. Listen. Every tongue. Notice it says weapons, and then it says tongue. Yeah. And every tongue that what which rises against you in judgment. Yep. You shall condemn. What does the word judgment mean? It to means pass, to to decide for to, you. Make a decision. You're going to be yeah. this. You'll never make this. You'll always. If you hear the word never or always in a sentence, I'm telling you, most of the time. It's not in a good way, mm-hmm. unless you're listening to a motiva- motivational speaker. <laughs> you you're always gonna be okay. You're always gonna win. No, most of the time it's like you you all you always act like this. Yeah, you Come always on. talk like that. Yeah. You'll never get out of this situation. You're just You'll, like your daddy. You, you know. Yeah. So so though, anytime I hear the word never and always. That's usually in a judgmental, condemning fashion. Mm. So what we have to do, it says, every tongue that rises against you in judgment, you You shall condemn it. So what's the recipe to start? We got to start condemning the evil words against us. That's what the word is. I break all of these words. I bind all of these words, and I condemn every evil word against me. Yes. There is no word that is not blessed by God that shall apply to my life. And these are the, the words we're talking about from little Timmy that you don't even know is being spoken over. That's right. That's you right. Know? I've been told that you got to break word curses off you every day. Come on. Every day. I break any word that was said or written or spoken in the name of Jesus negatively about me. Every word, every idle word, I break it in Jesus' name. It's important because people are foul out there. People Amen. are evil. People are ugly. They're going to say things. They're going to do things. And you know what? You can't stop them from doing it. You know, I got. I just now got this revelation, right? Okay. Because you shall condemn. My pastor can't condemn it for me. John can't condemn it for me. I've got to condemn it. It says you shall condemn. You shall condemn it. So you know you can't just say okay. I'm going to go to the altar and let them somebody pray for me. They can break word curses, but it's, this is saying I got to do it. Yeah. I've got to break these curses off of me. You know, another, what if there's a weak link in your armor? Well, that's, you know? that's what if, what if, what if that thing, what if the words are, are getting through and penetrating? That's what I think you get when you're saying, 
while ago when they finally says that one thing, you know, that finally penetrates the armor. Yeah, yeah. Uh, oh, don't you go there. You know, don't don't be, bring that up. Don't bring that into it. Why? Because you're probably harboring some bitterness, unforgiveness in that area, some resentment, some rejection. Or, or it could have been a very, very painful spot in your life. Yeah, I'm sh- yeah, I'm sure it is. Maybe, maybe that was a, a, a part where you were grieving and hurting as a person, and they just, they just now, now they just taken that and use that as a weapon against you. Mm. Let me tell you, do not allow any person to create weapons against you and to harm you. Don't no, no person. Well, this person, you know, I'm kin to them. They're my family. Or this person, you know, I'm good friends with them. I've been friends with them for 40 years. Don't let anybody weaponize something against you and hurt you. If somebody's trying to hurt you, it's not healthy. Yeah. It's not good. Even even if it is blood, you know? Yeah. No, no. You do not have to be the subject of just receiving junk over and over and over again. You do not have to do that. It's not a part of the plan. That's right. You know, words are powerful words are energy and we got to start watching even the environments that we surround ourselves with why does the bible say faith comes by hearing and, and hearing, hearing by, the by the word of god right. because we are hearing it and allowing that to penetrate us because that word means something that word is sharp and powerful and when we allow the word of god to come into our ears drop down into our heart then that's when it can start changing our life fixing things that are wrong. The Lord can start leading us in new directions, down new paths, because we are allowing God's word to fix us. That's how you you combat this, is the word of God. You quote these scriptures over your life. Yeah. You know, you got to have this armor. This is part of your armor, the sword of the spirit. That's right. Yeah, the sword is is valuable. You got to have this word to defend yourself with. That's right. That's right. Um, let's, let's look at revelation chapter two, verse 14 quickly. I like this. And I want to, I want to make this, this very clear, um, about what it says in the book of revelation in to, to one of the churches here, Jesus is saying, I have a few things that are against you. Okay. Now this is, uh, I believe this is Pergamos. If I'm not mistaken, this is is the church of Pergamos. So two fourteen, it says, but I have a few things against you. God is saying, these are the things that we are opposite on. If 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 God is against you, that means you've actually departed and went on the other side of the of the team and now you are in opposition to God. If God says I'm against you, God has never moved. So if anybody's moved now in opposition, it's us. It's the church. Amen. He said because thou hast them there that hold to the doctrine of Balaam who taught Balak to cast a stumbling block before the children of Israel to eat things sacrificed to idols and to commit fornication. So what is this doctrine of Balaam? If you really want to break it down, Balaam was hired by Balak, the king, to curse the children of Israel. Mm-hmm. So he every time he pay, he's saying, I'm paying you big money to go and do this. So he's paying him to go and speak negative and to speak a curse. When he gets up to do it, God opens his mouth and only allows blessings to come out. So that happened this time. Balak gets mad. Balaam does it again. Blessings. Balak gets mad. For a third time, he gets up again. Blessings come out instead of curses. So instead of, he said, listen, I cannot. See, see, Balaam was a wicked prophet. He wasn't wasn't a false prophet. He heard from God. So he was just wicked. He was just like he was a prophet for hire. Yeah. 
you pay me enough money, and eventually I'll go and I'll speak whatever it is you want. But God stopped him from doing it. So what did he do? He told him, he said, listen, I'm going to tell you how to get the children of Israel judged by God and how to curse them truly. Get them to marry these women, get them to intermingle, and they'll eventually they'll start worshiping false astray, gods. Yeah. They'll they're, they're they're committing fornication and eating things sacrificed to idol. All of that was through these relationships they were going to have with these pagan women. And so he taught them how to make them stumble. Yep. That's a curse. And so what God is saying is the doctrine of Balaam, the doctrine of cursing people, was in the church. Mm, Instead goodness. of the the business of blessing. And, and healing and delivering the way the church should have been, this church was now preaching a doctrine. A doctrine is what is taught in the church. A doctrine is something that is being shared. It is supposed to be truth. But this time, it was deception and a lie. Could you imagine a pastor, a prophet, a man or a woman of God gets up, and because of money, they speak the wrong thing over people, and they end up being cursed. God says, I have this against you, and I am going to come swiftly, and I'm going to judge you because you have taken what is supposed to be a blessing, and you are now using it for ungodly means and and especially mm. the realm of cursing you know if if somebody's speaking a prophecy over you it it's supposed to uh, agree with what you already have in your spirit correct you know and if you do not know that there's you know there's another one in first kings or first samuel i can't remember where this prophet he, he, this prophet says i'm not supposed to go back and eat with you or i'm supposed to go back a different way and another prophet comes to him and says, well, the, the Lord told me you're supposed to come and eat with me. And he said, oh, okay, well, I guess you heard from the Lord. Wait a minute. Didn't you just hear from the Lord? Yeah, yeah. You got you to gotta know who you're listening to. That's right. You got to know what the Lord says here. There, there's a there's a strong delusion in the church today. There is. There is. There, there's a lot of people that are up there saying, thus saith the Lord, and they're not. Mm-hmm. And they're prophesying things that are going to increase with money. They're going to prophesy things that's going to draw crowds. There, and many people are 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 they know they're in the wrong. As a matter of fact, uh, I had a a time I, I met with some people and we were all eating around the table, and the subject came up of people who are prominent. There's prominent prophets today who are actually speaking. Um, all the time. Matter of fact, some of them get on every day and they speak every day. Well, it came up. It said there are people that that know this person. They're actually kin to them. They started coming to my church, and you know we started receiving them, and and they were they were they're good people. And they said, "Listen, this prophet, so called prophet, they know they are speaking false." But because of the lifestyle that they have and they, they the lifestyle they live, they have to continue yeah. this lifestyle, right? So that means they have to prophesy in a way that makes people want to give, prophesy in a way that makes people want to draw the bigger crowds. And they say they know that they're just making up stuff and saying God said it. Mm-hmm. And let me tell you, judgment is it, it, judgment's coming. If God says, listen, I will bless those who bless you and curse those who curse you. Listen, if somebody tells you a lie, they're speaking a curse over you. That's They're not exactly trying right. to bless you. Exactly. So you, God doesn't get any glory out of stuff like this. Yeah. But I believe God's going to bring some correction. I believe Amen. he's bringing it now. Amen. You know, those Watch who, over your words. Those, he chastens those that he loves. 
And so we've got to watch our words. We've got to watch what we say. Um, and listen, your wife, your kids, be careful what you say over them. Your your family, your your yes. people, be careful what you say over them. Do not be loose. Like like the, there's the term loose lips sink ships, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. People that just wag their tongue. You know, a, a, a whisper. The Bible says is a, separates even the cheapest of chiefest of friends, the best friends in the world. Somebody that goes around and whispers and talks and and gossips. Those tongues are going to sow division, hellfire, chaos. Yeah. Well, that's another topic. Goss- gossiping. You know, we can get to that. Oh here. man, you this know, is that, that's, that's a sin. That's, that's a sin church. that nobody wants to talk about. Yeah. And so um, we didn't get to get into James. Um, but I do know, I, I did have a scripture, I believe it was out of Matthew 12. I'm going to say this, and maybe we can wrap this up here. Um, have y'all enjoyed this? If you, if yeah. you know, let us know that, that you're enjoying some of the stuff we're talking about because, um, and if there's something that we haven't chatted about yet here on the KTF podcast and you'd like for us to cover it, send us an email uh, and let us, uh, let us know. Uh, we'll be happy to uh, review it and look at it. But right here, there it is, Matthew twelve thirty six. But I say unto you, this is Jesus speaking, that every idle word that men shall speak, they shall Amen. give account thereof in the day of judgment. Amen. For by your words thou shalt be justified, and by thy words thou shalt be condemned. So so let's say this. Every idle word is going to be brought up before judgment. He said, so by your words, you can either be justified or you can actually be condemned. So if all we had was a transcript of your mouth Mm. and we read and we we got to read that. I see a a scale, a balance scale. That's what I envision. Would you be judged and condemned? Would you be condemned or or justified? Correct. You know, which one's going to tip the scales the most? Yeah. yeah, yeah. If you can hear every word, Put all that co- condemnation under the blood, first of all, so that's, that's right. washed away. That's right. And then let the Lord deal with you going forward. And if you do mess up, slip up, repent, break it, renounce it. Yeah, and start speaking blessings. Well, let's do that right now. Let's just let's just come against every yes, word Jesus. right now, Father, in the name of Jesus. Whoever's watching right now, those that are with us right yes, now, Lord, those yes. had they've spoken words in the name of Jesus. Help them to repent right now, yes, Lord. We give them a space right here to just say, yes, Father, Jesus. I repent of any and all words that I've spoken that are idle, that are not good, not healthy. That actually death has come out of my, of my mouth, yes. whether it's against myself condemn or me. others. I condemn every ungodly word in the name of Jesus. I renounce it and I cancel that by the blood of Jesus. And I thank you right now, God, that we replace those words, replace those words in our mouth and our vocabulary. Lord, let us be a blessing. Let us actually speak words that will bring grace to the hearer. And so we thank you, God, that we're going to be justified by our words, that when we're weighed in the balance, God, we're going to be justified. We're not going to be condemned in the mighty name of Jesus, Amen. that our people, the people of faith, we will correct ourselves. We will allow you to correct us. We will hear your words, and they are truth and life. And so we 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 actually declare right now, let yes. therefore no corrupt communication come out of our mouth, Yes, Father. but only that which is building and edifying someone else. Yes, Lord, if somebody's sick tonight, God, we, we speak healing over them. Yes, life, God. Life. We speak life over them. We speak the word of God over them. With your stripes, 
they are healed. God, we are not witches and warlocks. We don't speak curses against people. And I cancel every word that was spoken by a bishop or a pastor over someone. If you leave my church, you're going to be cursed. If you don't don't follow my word, then you're not going to be successful. Uh, Father, I just break that witchcraft in the church of Jesus Christ in the name of Jesus. And we pray, God, that you would convict every person right now. Lord, that they would hear you speak to them. Lord, let your gentle, loving correction come now in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. And we come in agreement that we are a blessing and our words are going to be blessings. In Jesus' name, amen. Praise God. Amen. If you've been blessed today, type that in there. Say, I've been blessed. Praise God. Praise God. Amen. Watch over your words. Watch your words. Do not be an instrument of unrighteousness. Mm. Do not allow your tongue to set fire to the things around you. Mm. And I promise you, you'll see a great reward, and you'll see blessings come back in your life. You will reap what you sow. Amen. Amen. All right. Thank you so much, you guys, for joining us. You got any final words? No, that's good. Praise God. I enjoyed that one. Amen. All right. Thank you for joining us here at the KTF Podcast from wherever you are. I want you to know you're a part of our family, and we appreciate and love you so much. God bless you. I'm Pastor Shannon reminding you to do what? Keep the faith to the finish line. God bless you.